I always say I have the best job in the world. I get to help women unlock their limitless potential so they can have it all. If your mind is saying you can't have it all, that's fear running the show. I'm here to tell you, the only thing between you and holistic success is you. The doors to Limitless Warrior are officially open. Join Limitless Warrior. It's time to dig deep and shine bright. It's time to permanently break up with fear. If you want all the holistic success you've been dreaming of, join us. It's a 12-week program, once a week, on a Zoom for 90 minutes. Get off that hamster wheel and be the limitless woman you know you are inside. The link to save your spot is limitless-warrior.com. Join us. Women aren't born warriors, we become them. And the road to becoming a warrior is bumpy as hell. Each week I'm interviewing women who through tragedy and triumph are leaping for greatness. Get ready to unleash your inner warrior. I'm Liz Swadek, and this is Conversations with Warrior Women. Welcome back, warriors. We are cruising on to episode 101. Thank you for the amazing texts, DMs, and comments congratulating me on my 100th episode. I decided to celebrate by having a party, and it was a truly meaningful experience. Celebrating ourselves for our accomplishments is something that, as women, we are not used to. I was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable for me. But when I saw my daughter Coco's face, tears in her eyes, proud of her mom, I knew I'd done the right thing. What accomplishment should you be celebrating? How can you celebrate yourself more? Do it. You deserve it. Today, we're talking about energy, spiritual awakenings, and seeing beyond the 3D realm. Have you ever wondered about your sixth sense, your intuition? I've had many moments when I've followed that voice, that inner knowing telling me what to do next. I'm fascinated by people who can see beyond the 3D realm, and my guest today guides her clients to shift their lives and businesses and reclaim their power. I love this episode because we talk about why we as humans get too much into our heads when we need to be following that voice. Let's get into it. But first, Carrie's here, everybody. Carrie Murray from the Bra Network. You guys know I'm crazy for the Bra Network. I can't stop talking about it because guess what? It's the best. Carrie, I want to know, I get asked to join a lot of networking groups, to be honest, Carrie, and you're one of the few that I have joined and keep renewing every damn year. What do you think it is about the Braun Network that's so special? Well, first, I think what really sets us apart is we believe in community first, then the networking's next. So it, the the whole heart and soul of Bra comes from its members, knowing that they're not going to get oversold to, it's not super salesy, here's my business card, community first. Yeah. And you know what? I can totally attest to that because I feel like it's not just about like, here's me selling, selling, selling. People are like, how are you, Liz? How are you doing? I'm like, thank you for asking. So nice of you. Um, Well, let's talk about the membership perks because this is obviously one of the best reasons to join. Give me the three top perks that you get as a bra member. 
Absolutely. You know, and it's really what sets us apart from other networking groups. The first one is we hire the women within our network first. We want to keep the money flowing between us. So whether you need an accountant and a photographer for your daughter's wedding or a nice handbag for your mother-in-law, we look within the broad directory and say, who can I elevate? Who can I hire? Who can I spend my money with? That's the first. The next is every member gets a dedicated landing page in the directory that's accessible to anybody. It features you, your business testimonies, and how we can work with you. And then member events, virtual and in-person. They're very engaging. They're very elevated. Um, It's for new entrepreneurs as well as experienced entrepreneurs coming together for collaboration. Yeah. And these events are epic. I, everyone that I bring to one of your like events that has never been to one before are like, that was the best. And I'm like, I know, like you just always have a great mix of speakers, learning, laughing, and then you just spoil us. It's always like the most beautiful place. And you, I mean, even after the pandemic, we were like, please, someone spoil us. You just do the best job at that, Carrie. I bravo to you. All right. What do you say to someone though, Carrie? who has just joined the net, done the networking. They're like, no, it's, I just can't do it. It's just, I don't like it. What do you say to them? What yeah, is I, I, I get that a lot. So what, what's the difference between bra and other networking group is the, you know, the R in bra is relationship, business relationship alliance. So the relationship is the heart and soul behind networking. So we seek to, to look at each other's as collaborators and not competitors. So even if you go to an event and you're like, oh, it's filled with photographers, that doesn't matter. We want to know you. We want to know who you are, the person behind the brand, not just the brand. So that's us, heart and soul. It's so true. And you guys are very, very collaborative. People are always having each other on their podcasts or doing a collaboration at an event. And it's amazing that way. And then, you know, the hiring within, which you can't, you can't beat that either. All right, Carrie, do we get a coupon for joining? Because you know, I need a coupon. Absolutely. And I love the podcast. So anybody that listens to your podcast, if they use the code warrior and head to the website, broad-network.com, they get 15% off uh, membership just because I love and adore you. And I love this podcast. (laughs) I mean, you heard it here first. You get 10% off with code warrior and you go to, what's the website one more time, Carrie? Broad-network.com. Broad-network.com. Head over. All right, everyone. Today on the podcast, Tasha Romanelli. Tasha is an intuitive energy healer, spiritual guide, and a certified master mind magic practitioner. She is a seer of the spirit realm with a gift to navigate and heal others by helping high-achieving lightworkers and soulpreneurs to explore the energy within them and all around them to reclaim their power and guide them back to their highest self. Tasha was born with the ability to see beyond the 3D realm, but it wasn't until the age of 18 when she had her first spiritual awakening. She ran from an abusive relationship right into the arms of spirit. She didn't know what she was running from then, but spirit helped her see that she was running to her highest self. Over the years, she studied energy, Eastern philosophies, and added many tools to her spiritual toolbox, including mediumship, chanting, meditation, Reiki, oracle cards, crystals, yoga, and astrology. She is my good friend. Welcome to the show, Tasha. Yay! Hello, hello, hello. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. So Tasha and I met 
through our mentor, coach, Tracy Litt. And we have never met in person. We've only seen each other on Zoom, but that doesn't matter. We are still close and we love each other. So I'm really excited. And am I going to get to meet you? Are you coming to, to the event in Florida? I don't even know if you are. I am not. I am no, not. Oh, God, Tasha. You ruined it for me. Damn. Okay, well, what Tasha and I are going to be in person and it's going to be like fire. It's going to be like a fire is going off everywhere. Fire alarm. It's going to be a five alarmer. Oh my gosh. Uh, the energy will be so lit. <laughs> it will be so lit. Okay, Tasha. So we met through Tracy and I, yeah. I'm fascinated by what you do. When did you realize you could see beyond the 3D realm? Mm, yes. Love this question. So first of all, what is the 3D realm, right? What is the 3D yeah. realm? Yes. Let's talk about that. Right. Let's just break that down because I think for anyone listening right now, there might be some interpretations or their own experiences of what 3D realm means. But to me, the 3D realm means this human world in which we live in, our reality, the mundane, right? The physical, the material, things that we can actually physically see, touch, smell, hear, all of those good things, taste, right? Using our senses. That's our 3D realm, right? So in, in some weird, interesting thing, it's like, even though you and I have never met physically, I know that you're real, right? But at the same time, it is no different than actually traveling beyond the 3D realm, knowing that there's something that exists beyond the physical, because technically us chatting right now and us meeting back and forth is actually beyond the 3D realm. It's not in the physical manner that we are accustomed to. Like me, you know, putting my hand on my chest and actually feeling my breath expand in and out, right? So the 3D realm is this reality in which we live in, in the present moment, in this physical space that I'm in and that you are in. That is our 3D realm. When I was able to see beyond the 3D realm was way before technology like this ever existed, where we could get on a Zoom call and, and have a conversation and see people off our televisions other than whatever was broadcasted on television at the time. But the truth of it, as a seer, when I was three years old, I didn't know it at the time or what to call it at the time, but I had an imaginary friend. I was able to connect with energy, as I call it now, or spirit, that just doesn't exist in our physical world, in our 3D world. And I remember having experiences, like I said, as early as three years old, but going until at least six that were led from a place more of a fear-based than a positive experience. I would see things from the land that um, would literally just scare the crap out of me. And because I didn't really know what it was or the best way to explain it, other than, you know, as a child would explain it to their parents that there's like a boogeyman in their room, or there's some weird green hand that's, you know, coming out of the bottom of my bed, trying to grab my foot or putting hand shadows on a closet door in the middle of the night when there's absolutely nobody there. Yeah. It's really difficult to explain those things um, to your parents at that time. So I didn't realize I was seeing beyond the 3D realm. I just didn't know. I didn't have that knowledge or understanding um, at that time. But it wasn't until I got into my teenage years where I started to really understand more that the energy that I was seeing was actually those that had passed on and those that were connected to the land. And so I would suffer terribly with night terrors. I would see energy like orbs. I would see like demonic type figures, if you will. I dabbled in the Ouija board quite a lot as a kid. And there was a lot of, there's a lot of history that goes with that, but it would just bring forth a lot of energy that is 
the paranormal or unexplainable in, in our language today. So yeah, so that's when I was able to really see and connect through the 3D, but it wasn't until like when, as you read in my introduction, until I was 18, that I hit a point in my life where I hit rock bottom and had to climb myself right back up where I was able to see the light in all of it versus the darkness. Well, can we talk about that for a minute? I don't even have that in my questions, Tasha, but you know, we're friends. So, and you know, it's just you and I talking. No one's really <laughs> yeah. Tasha, wink, wink. Only 50,000 people, but that's okay. It's fine. Can you tell me a little bit about whatever you want to tell me about that time sure. when you were 18 and you were kind of in this abusive situation? So, and, and was that when you had a spiritual awakening? Yeah, I would say that was like my first real big spiritual awakening where my life was literally transformed day and night, like a light switch. It was so immediate. Like talk about a quantum leap in this moment of my spiritual awakening. Because you can have spiritual awakenings and we can talk more about what that is, but you can have spiritual awakenings where a little bit more gradual. And then you can have quantum leap type spiritual awakenings where you literally are transformed day and night within a matter of moments. And so this was one of those moments for me at 18 where I was in an abusive relationship. I was mentally, physically, emotionally, abused at a very young age and was under the power or spell, if you will, of my partner at the time. And I dreamt so many times of leaving this relationship and I lived in fear tremendously. And it took a shit ton of courage for me to actually uh, run away from this relationship. And I mean, literally run away from this relationship into church. I saw myself at church. That was the only safe haven that I could find that I knew I wouldn't be followed or found or abused in you know broad daylight. So this was a safe place for me. And it was this moment that I came literally down on my knees and um, prayed to God. Like that was what I knew at the time. And I prayed to God and was just like, that's it. I'm done. I'm over. I'm over this. I can't do this anymore. I know I want out. I need out. And please, I'll do anything. And it was in that moment of time where literally it was as if, you know, they have these beautiful like stained glass windows in churches, right? And it was a winter day. and, And I remember that it was like like the clouds had opened up and this beautiful sunbeam of light just shone through these stained glass windows. And it felt like it was like God answering my prayer or my desperate prayer, if you will, of change. And, and immediately I felt a shift and transformation in my body. And I actually felt powerful. Like I never felt this type of power before. And it just like literally like took over my body. It was like this visceral experience. And it just, it like filled me back up. Like the depletion, the emotional drain and stress that I would feel was just immediately like gone. And I was like, like the light bulb went off in my head. And I was like, okay. I'm like, I get it. I get the message. The message is that, you know, if you do this for me, if you help give me the courage or help guide me in finding the courage to leave this relationship and move on with my life, I promise, I promise that I will always be there for other women who have lost their voice, who have lost their truth and be the these, this force to help support them on their journey. Now at the time I'm 18, I have like no idea what the hell I'm saying, like, or what this is even going to entail. I have no clue, not at all. But for some reason, it just literally took over my body. And like, I could hear myself in my own head, say these words to myself, to God in this beautiful church. And like I said, it was instant. It was immediate change where I felt that I was like, I can do anything. I can be anyone. I can move on from this relationship. I literally had a voice again, which I didn't have for such a long time. And that voice was, that's it. I'm done. 
And I don't care what you think, what you say, or how you're going to talk to me because I'm over it. I still lived at home with my family at the time, but I had gone home and I had communicated to my father because this person lived with us at the time as well. And so I had said to my father, I said, that's it. I want him out. I'm done. I'm literally packing all of his things, putting them in garbage bags, and I'm leaving them outside the front of the house. And I said, so if you see him come, you let him know. You be the first person to share and let him know that he's not welcome here anymore. And my father was more than happy to oblige. He was like, okay. Thank God. Thank God he wasn't fighting like, oh no, let's let him stay. I mean, oh my God. Oh no. Oh no. It was, yeah, he was very happy to listen to the words that I was actually saying to him. It was like, wow, you finally woke up, Tash. Like we've all been seeing this, but mm, where have you been? You know, but I was under this spell and I couldn't get out of it. Right. So that's amazing. That's amazing. I, now you're making me think, and we're going to go into this next, even though I told you we're talking about something else next, but you know how I have to switch things around on you. Okay. Now let's talk about spiritual awakenings and how you know if you've had one, because now that I've just heard this story, Tasha, <laughs> I had a moment when I was at this retreat, which you were not at, sad to say, you know, there was like a sound bath and there was music playing and we, you know, we, I don't know, we were like listening to this crazy, amazing tribal music. It was beautiful. And I had this instinct to put my hands up in the air. It was so weird. And I, only because my eyes were closed and everybody else in the room was just not paying attention to me and it was dark, would I even like have gone to this level but I had this instinct to put my arms up straight in the air and sit up. Everyone else is laying down. So I sat up and I put my arms up and I did, and I just had them up there for, for like a, what felt like a long time. And then I saw my grandmother put a thorny crown on my head. Wow. You just gave me goosebumps. And she (laughs) said, you are the warrior queen. She said, now go help other women. And I bawled my brains out. It makes me cheerful thinking about it now because I was like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be a warrior for women. And as you are, I am, (laughs) I am that, but I didn't know what that, but that was something to be, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, of course I I've, I've had the warrior moms. I've, I've had a platform. I love women. I love moms. I, you know, have a podcast, all the things, but it didn't become real to me. That is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be helping, healing, guiding women warriors, be a warrior for women, women who've lost their voice until I had that moment. Is that a spiritual awakening? I would say to some degree, yes, it is a spiritual awakening because it was visceral. It was an absolute body takeover, right? You have this outer body experience where you're just, you're no longer in control, like someone else is driving. And that's really working with spirit. And so the best way to describe what you went through and how I can break it down for others that are listening is that we are so much in our heads as humans, okay, that we're not in tuned with our bodies as much as we should be. And when I say that is, let's go back to the simple basics of being human. We have senses, right? You'll hear me talk about the senses a lot. So seeing, feeling, hearing, smelling, tasting, right? Our five senses. And the sixth sense is this intuition connection to a higher power, okay? And so when we are in alignment of our five senses, that is when we can unlock our sixth sense. Because it means that we're still enough, like quiet in the mind enough to go within ourselves, to be in our body, to be in our soul, to be as a whole self. Are we then able to witness and observe this higher power? 
Because when we are in that channel of a higher consciousness, everything else just seems to flow so beautifully and naturally. And we start receiving these downloads. We start receiving these messages. You know, you said you saw your grandmother come to you. That's clairvoyancy, right? That's intuition. You were able to see through your senses in your mind's eye to see her come through because you were able to literally it's almost like if you think of like video in itself, when you're like putting it on slow motion and you actually start to observe, oh, I didn't recognize there was a guy in the background who was totally picking his wedgie, <laughs> you know, or that the sky, there was like, you know, birds uh, flying a, a, a flock of blue jays or whatever it might be, or geese or something, right? But no, because you were focused on like other things that were happening because everything was moving so fast. Well, that's us in a nutshell, right? So we talk about the 3D, we talk about our human self. We have to become still enough in our human form in order to tap into our spiritual self. And when we step, you know, step into our spiritual self, then we open up the possibilities of oneness and connectedness as all living things. And that's when we receive that information. That's when we get to bring in new ideas, new thoughts, new inspiration that isn't limited because that is limitless. It's endless. It is expansive. Anything is possible in that realm. There are no limitations, but in our human form, we are stuck. We are, we only know what we know and we are limited. So yes, to some degree, it was a spiritual awakening, right? It was this visceral takeover and you were able to find a beautiful sliver in that moment of time and exactly what you needed to hear or see to help you move forward in the next phase of your life. So yeah, in a way it is. Absolutely. Well, that is, God, you are really dropping some gold right now. Like just thinking about it as you cannot unlock the five, the sixth sense without aligning the other five and the slow motion. Cause you're right. When you slow something down, then you can see all the details, the other things going on behind the scenes, the things you haven't been noticing. Right. And if you don't slow down, it goes by in a blur. And I think that's why focus and attention, which you and I are big fans of the FA, the focus mm-hmm. and attention. That's why your focus and attention is so important because if you are not focused and if you're focused on the wrong things, then you're just going to be conjuring up all this stuff. So if you feel like, oh my God, my life's a mess. If that is what you're focused on, guess what? Your life is going to be a mess. And that is what we're going to see a hundred percent of the time. But if you focus on, I'm on this really amazing journey and I'm learning every day, then that is what it's going to be shown to you. So it's funny to me to think about that, to slow it down, to look at the frame. What's behind there? What's that guy doing? That's a great way to describe it. I love it. So let's go into energy because I mean, you see and feel energy, but first let's even talk, let's break it. Let's break it on down. Cause you know, we are not mm-hmm. here in your three, but beyond the 3d realm the place yet we'd like to be break down first. What is energy? And then like, then we can go into like how you see and feel it. Yeah. So my definition of energy is in alignment to what um, Einstein has proven, right? Einstein have proved that energy cannot be destroyed. It can only be transformed. And as someone who sees energy, I agree with what he concluded to because energy is a constant flow. It is literally constantly moving. It can change and evolve and transform, but you cannot kill it. It doesn't just die. So let's talk about the human form for a second to you know, break that down. The human self, anything that's in the 3D realm, the human self, anything in this dimension that we live in, reality dies. 
period, right? Everything in this world dies, but the energy transcends. So when we die, when we pass on, our soul, our energy keeps going on. It keeps moving forward. So depending on what your belief system is, my belief system is that, you know, reincarnation, that I believe that we reincarnate and that we have past lives and we will have future lives. And to really explain that is like, look at our lives in itself. You know, you were once a one-year-old, you were once a 16-year-old, you were once a 20-year-old, right? These are parts of ourselves, are our past lives in this lifetime. And yet here you are, you're still here. Your energy continues and it's evolving. It's transformed into the woman that you are today. And so it actually moves beyond just the physical. And there's so many different dimensions that you can tap into to understand the knowledge and the wisdom and the language that is associated with that energy. So the best way to describe this for those maybe who have heard this is the chakra system. This is my framework and how I help um, heal others in their energy. So our chakras are basically, there's seven major ones, but there's over 250 of them altogether. I didn't know that. I thought there was only seven. Okay. Yes. No, there's so many. So think of it as like the meridians of your body are, these are like the smaller pools of energy, but you have like, imagine like, you know, the Pacific ocean, the Atlantic ocean, you know, the Mediterranean sea, these are like big bodies of water of earth. So the same thing applies to us as humans. We have these big bodies of wheels of energy that are, you know, all the way from the bottom of our tailbone that float and hover just all the way above our crown. So there are seven major ones, but they pool out and flood into the smaller little meridians um, where energy pools and flows, which is why acupuncture is such a beautiful healing modality because it starts to get to the more smaller meridians and to releasing energy. But for us and talking about the chakras, the chakras are these major centers and they vibrate at different frequencies. So let's talk about like harmonic resonance, for example. Harmonic resonance means that there's different frequencies at different levels. So if you look at a radio or a volume button, right? You have your volume at a very low volume and then you kind of, oh, I want to turn it up a notch and you go a little higher. The frequency starts to rise and vibrate at a higher frequency. So our energy in our body is the same thing. There is no such thing as bad or good energy. It's just energy and it just vibrates at different frequencies. So there are no such thing as like bad or good energy. There are only low and high frequencies. And so when we are experiencing low energy, depending on our perspective of what that energy is, it can allude to us feeling like it's bad energy, meaning because it's low we associate it with feeling low and the associations of feeling low are, well, I'm not happy. I'm sad. I'm unbalanced. I'm ungrounded. I'm all over the place. I don't know what my purpose is, right? These are some of these belief systems that live in that lower frequency. Isn't it true when you're in that low frequency and you are low vibrationally, you're also radiating that out. So you're actually bringing more of that to yourself. Yes, because that is the law of attraction, right? So whatever you're seeking is seeking you energetically. So and like energy attracts like energy, but it's the perception and the intention that is behind that, that creates a vibration. So I can be in a low vibration, meaning I'm grounded. So when people go out into nature, when people are uh, literally tree hugging or being outside to do their meditation, 
they're actually bringing their vibration low because here's the thing, what happens in the lower frequency means we're grounded. If we're grounded, it means that we're still and that we're present. And when we can be present, what do we do? We get to unlock all of our five senses to unlock our higher self, right? And so, or our intuition and connection to the spirit realm or whatever you want to call it. So low vibration is actually a very good thing. And we just need to change the language and the narrative and the stories that is associated with the low vibration, thinking that it's bad, but it's not. Because what happens is that it actually messes up with your third eye in the mind, right? Your intuition. And so that is where our internal GPS system is literally gets blocked and we're not able to be entombed with that higher frequency that we are looking for. So the low vibes is is grounding. So it starts off with grounding, right? And it goes all the way up to the higher frequency. And what's really cool about this is science is, um, is really picking up in the vibration of that. And it is through called harmonic resonance. And you can measure energy frequency or sound frequency or harmonic resonance. And you can see this beautiful pattern that it creates. You can do it with a beautiful um, plate where they literally hook up the sound and the vibration to this metal plate and they put sand on top of it. And so they literally put the sound to the frequency. So you could say start at 400 megahertz and it would create uh, like a very geometric pattern, but in the most simplest form. And then the higher you start to turn up the vibration, say to like a thousand megahertz, you can start to see the intricacies and the details and the symmetry still, but it's more intricate than it would be at a lower vibration. And so that is, is a beautiful visual for us humans to like, oh my God, here's the data. Here's how I can understand the logic sense of it all. But this is what I see right? This is what I see without using those instruments to, to help provide that data. So that's amazing. So you can literally, so I want to talk about this because this blows my brain. (laughs) First of all, can you see anything on me right now? Can you see anything? Well, okay. I mean, I have to be in tuned, right? I have to be in tuned. My focused attention was like on the question you asked me, but yeah, I can definitely tune into your energy if you want me to. So actually what I'm seeing when you, when I'm looking at you now, because I'm like paying my attention to you is right here, right over your right shoulder into a bit of your neck and your jawline. So this is throat chakra right here. Okay. And so here is communication. I'm seeing a thriving, healthy throat chakra but it's happening on your right side. So your right side is your masculine energy. It's your action. It's taking action. So you are actively taking action and becoming the warrior queen that you set yourself out to be. So in, in the, the simplest form is like, yeah, you are totally in alignment with your most authentic self because your throat chakra is the vibration of all combinations of the earth, air, fire, water into ether. And so ether is a collection of that and it is your authentic self. It is the purest form of who you are. So yes, so that's what I see. And and I see a beautiful yellow energy beside you as well. And so yellow is yellow is your solar plexus. And so yellow is courage, confidence, right? Power center. So yeah, you're feeling like you're feeling very courageous. You're feeling very powerful in yourself right now. I am. And I love that you can see that, first of all. And secondly, like it amazes me that you can see that. I want to talk about how you can, how do you do this? How do you see and feel? And also I want, I love what you said about the throat chakra, because I feel like a lot of women, like when they join my masterminds or we're going to coach, 
they ha- they all remark that their throats are tightening up or they think, and it's all around their voice. They don't think their voice matters. They don't want to have that conversation. And I'm sure, Tosh, that it is that their throat chakra is basically locked the hell up, right? Like, am I right about that? A hundred percent. So women, okay. So first of all, let me back up the bus. So our... How I can see all this energy, okay, is that I have worked on hundreds of clients doing my Reiki. So I'm a master in Reiki, and I've had the honor and um, pleasure to actually do in-person, multiple hundreds of in-person sessions. So I have learned a lot of what I know through my clients, first and foremost. I have learned the subtleties, right? The subtleties of energy. And that's where the magic lies because you have to be still enough in order to see and feel and connect with that energy. And so when you're in a sacred space, when you're doing a beautiful healing ritual and you're you know, practicing this beautiful gift of Reiki, you are. I am literally putting my ego aside saying, okay, thanks ego. We no longer need Natasha. Right now, we just need to be a conduit, a channel of that higher power so that I can help this person be the most highest vibrational self of them, self, their true self, right? Serving their highest self. And so because I literally push my own needs aside and become of service to that person, the vessel, exactly, I become that vessel, it allows me to tap into that energy and I can see it. And so it is just mastering. It is being consistent over the last eight years, doing this practice over and over weekly and weekly, yearly and yearly. So I have a lot of experience. And the more that I've experienced it, it just opens up more and more for me, the higher I ascend in my practice of connection to a higher realm or a different dimension. Now for women specifically, this is a common trait that I see as well. And it's interesting that you've picked this up too. Yes, we get like frogs in our throat, right? We're like, <laughs> I got to clear it all the like time. They're crying, right? Like, like, it's like the tears are stuck in their throat. Isn't that funny? Like they're, yeah. they want to cry, but they got this like thing that's, it's almost like they feel like something's grabbing their throat and they can't let the tears out. Yes. And that is literally energetic cords that are wrapped around our throats. And so it's not just from this one person's lifetime growing up because that is a big part of it. So a lot of times for children specifically, what I see is, or what I hear from my clients often is that, you know, growing up, I I was always told to be seen and not heard. Right. I don't want, they don't want to hear me sing. They don't want to hear me laugh. Right. Because I'm in a nuisance. I am annoying or whatever. I'm too much energy or this and that. So they suppress, 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 suppress. Same thing, they go into relationship with somebody, right? Their partner may not be um, as observant and wanting to hear them or listen. They're constantly being the ones to tell them what to do or whatever it might be, right? So again, suppress, suppress, suppress. But it also comes back down, it's generational, comes back to how their mom and how their mother's mother was and so forth. And so that's sort of like the nurture side of things. But the nature side of things is like, when we step out into a society as women, it has definitely been a real challenge for us generationally to allow us to have real value in this world, to know that our voice matters, you know, and it's only fairly recent since like the 60s, 1960s, that, you know, women were even allowed to vote or open up their own bank account. So, you know, so that energy, because we know energy cannot be destroyed, it can only be transformed. What happens is though that energy starts to block us energetically in our throat chakras and or for women specifically. And depending on, we talk about cords, cords can be connected to 
different people, different space and time, different lifetimes, et cetera. So depending on that one person, it's hard to generalize, but it could be from their father. It could be connected to their mother. It could be connected to their grandparent. It could be connected to a past life. It could be connected to so many different things. Um, it could be a combination of all those things. And so working with a healer like myself helps to, I can see that and say, okay, whoa, we've got an energetic cord here, literally a noose around your neck that is like layers deep wrapped around several times. And we got to loosen that shit up. We got to work through that. And so that is working through the mind. It's working through the body. It's working through emotion and it's working through your spiritual self because it's all interconnected and it can't just be me being the one to do it. They need to embody it and connect it and make it make the shift for themselves to continue the healing journey. So I'm literally... I like to say what I do is like, I'm like the doctor who has like the, you know, the, the, paddles? the, the paddle. Thank you. The yeah. doctor that has the paddles that just, boop, boop, you know, yeah. like just, it like just brings life back into you just to say, Oh my God, I'm al- okay. I'm alive. I know what I need to do now. And then it's up to us women or whomever that I'm taking care of to, to stay committed and hold themselves responsible. RPR, right. right. And, and to, notice, and to do right? the work, to notice when right. you're kind of going back, you know, snapping back. Right. Because yep. I think that's part of it too. Like everybody needs a jump start. Like a jump start is yep. a thing, but yep. a jump start can only do so much. You have to continue to be still, to, to meditate, to breathe, to have awareness, yep. right. Of when you're basically snapping back into old ways. Yeah, exactly. And that's why when I work with clients, I say, you know, I would love to see you more than at least one time because I say always always say at least three times because a lot of the times we're just opening up Pandora's box when we connect. We're literally just getting to the tip of it. And now it's like unleashing so much more that we need to be aware of. And so with my eyes and my senses of feeling and seeing energy, I can give them that awareness. This is where we're going. This is the map, right? This is the map. And so that's the awareness piece that they need. And then helping them give jump starts on those energies and releasing them, letting them transcend back into love and, and all these beautiful things and the techniques that I do in rituals. But then yes, after that, it's maintenance. It's you have to be proactive versus reactive. And so meditation is a beautiful gift that I love to teach because of that. Meditation is the beautiful gateway into the mind that helps you to be aware to see so that you know yourself so that you can actually be yourself. And that's a big part of all of that. Absolutely. Oh my God. You're just, you're literally dropping the gold nuggets every five seconds. Like it's it's so funny when I'm doing these podcasts, I'm always looking for quotes because like my producer self like hovers above, like I'm here with you. I'm super invested in everything you're saying. But then I've got like my producer marketing person who's like floating above my head. Who's like, Ooh, that was a good one. Did you hear what you just said? Ooh, that's a good one. And so like, I'm having, I'm trying to quiet that person up top. I'm like, I hear it. Yes. I heard it. It was great. Yes. I'll get that. Sure. So I just want you to know you have a lot of gold that that doesn't always happen to me. So I'm just letting you know, you have a lot of gold coming out of your mouth. Okay. So tell me what are some, I I don't know if we really defined what actually, if you know, you've had a spiritual awakening. So I think we have to talk about that because I think we didn't really fully close that loop. And also I want to know what are some steps we can take, you know, first steps, beginner baby steps, Tasha, for us on our spiritual journey. So first, how do you know if you've had a spiritual awakening and then what are some baby steps? Okay. So to dial things back into the simplest form, because that's where we need to start, right? We need to start with a simple, clean slate for people to understand. 
you know that you are on the cusp of a spiritual awakening when you start to hear your own inner voice when your inner voice inside of your head and you're like literally having conversations with yourself and you're hearing things like for example don't forget to bring the umbrella today it's going to rain you know like little things or you know you shouldn't have picked up that call you know you've set boundaries for yourself but you did you picked it up anyway you know you start to have this inner dialogue inside of your head that either is you know kind of guiding you more on the path of the least resistance or the most resistance. And it's up to you to really say, okay, I'm actually hearing my thoughts. They're loud. They're so loud that I don't know how to quiet them down anymore. And so the first step that I always say to people is, you know, start, you got to start with the basics. You got to ground your energy first and foremost. And the best way to do that is to come back into the body. And it is what we call the 444 breathing, but it's literally just come back and take some deep breaths in first and foremost. Then what I always love and encourage people to do is find podcasts like this amazing, you know, conversations with warrior women, find podcasts that are um, about meditation, you know, find books, you know, find people in your community, find people in your, in your own social circles that may have other dabbled in like yoga or meditation, breath work, any type of healing modality, really. But yoga is like a really great entry point for a lot of people because it taps into a lot of a lot of the spiritual uh, connections with the eight limbs of yoga. And it helps you to get into your body. It helps you to have that awareness. It just creates a lot of flow for yourself. But those would be like the first things to consider is like, Am I having a conversation with myself all the time? And is it becoming too loud that I can't drown it out anymore? And if that's the case, now you need something to, you need to do something about that. You need to take action, okay? And so the taking action is like really getting still with yourself, grounding yourself, feeling safe in your own body first and foremost, which is why the breathing is so important. Because not only does it um, help you to ground your energy, it literally helps to rebalance your whole um, central nervous system and putting to a state of homeostasis. And that is when your body can be fully at rest and relaxation, which is what Reiki does do as well. So if that would be like the first steps is like talk to somebody to help you or, or learn more about what you're growing through, through, you know, spiritual development books, mindfulness books, you know, Eastern philosophies are such a beautiful thing to do that. But to connect with people in your community, someone that you can talk to that you can feel safe talking to is really important because as we, as you and I both know, change happens at the speed of safety. And so if you literally try to take a quantum leap, things are going to start to, you know, domino effect and not necessarily the best supportive way for your whole system and put you in a state of anxiety or depression and shock really truly so the more that you practice yeah if we go too fast i was gonna say i agree with you if you go too fast and you try to do all the things all at once like oh i'm gonna use my voice i'm gonna start exercising i'm gonna be you go too fast you snap right back so you have to go change change does happen at the speed of safety i just want to validate what you just said Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so it's just, yeah, you have to put yourself in a safe space first and foremost. Right. And that's one of the things that I have been working really hard on in my practice in my community is actually creating a community of like-minded souls who can come together and have these type of conversations because it's out of the norm, right? It's out of the high performance, you know, mindset work that a lot of people do, especially in their businesses. I know a lot of women who see themselves as you know, their higher self as like a unicorn slash uh, lioness with that wears a beautiful, awesome spider 
cap, you know, like, like it's really interesting. And who am I to judge that? Right. Who am I to say that's wrong? I'm actually like, no, let's talk about that. I think that's absolutely amazing. And so fascinating. I want to hear how you see yourself and how that will support you in your life. Right. Because you're being shown these things and, and, you know, for a reason. And I really try hard to get my clients to see themselves as their higher selves, but to create like an avatar, you know, a visual of what they look like. Who are they? What's their character? What's their personality? So that anytime that you're steering away from, you know, or feeling that resistance, then you can come back to her and be like, okay, what would my higher self say? What would my higher self do? I can visualize her. I can see her when I'm looking in the mirror. What is her soul's purpose? What is her passion? What is she doing? What would she say about the situation? Right. And then that's when you start to unlock that part of yourself. That is the limitless, you know, endless expansive self that provides new information that you weren't aware of before. Right. So, and that's what, and that's what allows you to be your most authentic self in yeah. business and life and relationships. So, yes. so well, tell me then how can people work with you? Cause I know people after hearing this are going to be like, I got to dial my Tasha in. I need my Natasha time too, Liz. Yes. I know ladies. So how can people work with you, lovey? Okay. So right now I have created a beautiful program called the inward journey to healing with spirit. And it's a 12 week program where, um, it's kicking off in the spring. So I run it twice a year. It's, you know, I try to keep it in a very intimate group of women. And so that's kicking off the spring, which I'm really excited for. And it's a 12 week program. It's 12 weeks where we get together once a week and we literally go through the spiritual awakening process together, how to connect, how to find your higher self, how to work with spirit energy, right? So like when you're having these visions and these dreams, it's like, what does this mean? What am I supposed to know? What am I supposed to do with this? You know, um, working with crystals, right? Working with pure energy, you know, spiritual hygiene. These are all very important things that we forget about because we're so caught in the 3D realm that we live in that we forget that there's all this other energy that's happening simultaneously at the same time that affects our outer and inner world, you know? So, so yeah, so this 12 week program is kicking off in spring and then people can work with me on a one-to-one level. I've actually put together a beautiful, like a three, three package, like a three session package with me. So if people want to reach out, we can definitely talk about that. I also run a free meditation uh, drop-in circle every Friday called 10 to Zen. So every Friday, 12 p.m. Eastern time, I do 10 minutes to, to get our Zen on. And it's a beautiful community that I have been serving for since the summer of last year of 2021. And it's wonderful. We meet once a week for 10 minutes. We get our Zen on and, uh, and then we go on and carry on with our lives. So that's a great opportunity to yeah, get to meet me, to yeah, dip your toe in... Yeah, in Tasha's world. So yes, you can book a one-to-one session in a three-three three kind of package. We can definitely do longer sessions and longer periods of time together if that's something that you need to work through. But mostly it's doing a lot more of the group work, which I really love because we do need communities. We do need the support. And like I said, change happens at the speed of safety. And when you can be in an environment with people who understand you and get you and have similar values and belief systems as you, really that's where the change can be miraculous and you can become the change you wish to see in this world. Absolutely. Well, I'll put all the links and all the things. And, you know, if you want to give any coupons to Warrior Women, you know, we're always available for that, Tasha. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Uh, think about that if you want to give us a tiny little discount because we, we are very special, us Warrior Women. We're now on to the speed round, ladies. So it's time to ah! Let's do this. Okay. 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 Let's do it. 
What does it mean to you to be a warrior woman? Really, to be a warrior woman means to embrace my true purpose and be of service to this world. Beautiful. That was beautiful and succinctly said. I love that. What is a mantra or quote you live by? Mm. A mantra that I live by is Om Shanti Shanti, which is I am peace. Okay. In Sanskrit. But a quote that I live by is one that I've actually, it's always been in my back pocket for the longest time. And it's creativity dies with freedom, but lives within constraints by Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, excuse me, Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo Da Vinci. I was like, wow, Leonardo's really smart. <laughs> That's hysterical. That was a good quote though. Yes. That was hysterical. We do not, we can't give Leo that much credit. I mean, he is cute, but I don't think he's not, I don't know if he's going to have a quote like that. Oh my God. Yeah. But no, that's true. That's true. No, but Leonardo da Vinci was such an amazing individual and so ahead of his time. And that quote really resonates with me big time. Yeah. So tell me what makes you feel unstoppable? Just my, my passion for what I do. I just love what I do. I'm a Leo. I'm a son Leo a moon Leo and a rising Scorpio. And so literally I wear my heart on my sleeve and I'm just a very passionate person filled, filled with love. And it just the drive to fulfilling my purpose is what makes me unstoppable. I love it. Tell me, what are you most proud of? I'm most proud of my shadow side, to be honest. I'm most proud of my ego. I'm most proud of being in the darkness, being scared, fearing fear, because what I've come to learn in my life is that without it, I would never be where I am today. And being able to embrace it and to love my fear is such a, a magnificent thing to be the, you know, the better mom that I wish to be, the better uh, wife, the entrepreneur that I am, and, and friend and soul sister. So, yeah. Yes, soul sister. Yeah, girl. <laughs> um, what is exciting you the most right now? What's exciting me the most is my growth in my business. I've seen such a tremendous growth in the last six months that I'm actually hiring people to support me. And it's such an amazing journey. It's scary as heck. <laughs> but you know that's embracing the fear because it means I'm growing. So yeah, I'm most excited about just the growth of my business and knowing that I can be of service to more people and be available uh, to others in different ways more than I ever could. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on today and educating us a little bit about energy and spiritual awakenings and also letting us know that it's safe to maybe explore some of these things and to get help when we need it. Like if our feeling is that our throat is closing up, that we can come to you and work through that. So thank you so much um, for coming on today, Tosh. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a delight. You're amazing. <laughs> All right, I love you, girl. All right, love you, sister, too. you are amazing, as you always say. Yeah. Amazing. All right. All right. Thank so, you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody else, for joining us today. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a five star written review. This is the Conversations with Warrior Women podcast with me, Liz Swadek. And remember, every woman has a story. You just need to ask her. Bye, everyone. <laughs>